Welcome to Stuck In My Mind Podcast, the show where we dive into the mind of a regular guy on his road to self-discovery. You'll hear everyday people just like you share the latest topics, personal stories, and things they've learned along the way. And now, please welcome your host, Wise. Hi, I'm Walt Thiessen from the LOA Today podcast. LOA nominally stands for the Law of Attraction, but it more meaningfully stands for Living Our Abundance. We subtitle the show Your Daily Dose of Happy because my 10 co-hosts and I aim to raise our vibe with every show, Monday through Friday. Here are what some of our listeners told us recently about why they listen to the show. Jody wrote, I'm a faithful listener, and I look forward to having all of you at dinner each evening, because that's when I listen into your show. Deborah wrote, had to listen to it about five times to really grasp it all, and I thought I already understood the enormous transformative power of appreciation. And from Barbie, not that I'm addicted or anything, but was there an episode Friday? I can't find it anywhere. And yes, Barbie did find that episode of the podcast. So subscribe to the LOA Today podcast on all major platforms every weekday, Monday through Friday, and get your daily dose of happy with the LOA Today podcast. And welcome to another episode. I am your host, W-I-Z-E, and I have a very special guest on today. I was talking to him off, off air and... um. He's he's just got an amazing story, but and I can't wait for him to come on and talk about it. But welcome to the show, Terry Tucker. Thank you, Wise. I appreciate it. I'm looking forward to talking to you today. Um, so am I, man. Like I was telling you before, it's just when I was reading your bio, it was like, wow, this this dude has had some really cool jobs, and and they're not all the same. They're all different, and and I and I, I can't wait for you to tell us. So uh, all right, Terry. So you're a coach. You, you, you're um, you're you're into self improvement, health and fitness. Let's let's start from the beginning. What got you on on the path that you're on now? Genes, I guess. Genetics. I you you can't tell this from looking at me, but I'm six foot eight inches tall and played college basketball at the Citadel in Charleston, South Carolina. I actually. I have a brother who's six foot seven who was a pitcher for Notre Dame, and I have another brother who's six foot six who was drafted by the Cleveland Cavaliers in the National Basketball Association. And then my dad was six five. So I always kind of joke with people that if you sat behind our family in church growing up, there wasn't a prayer's chance you were going to see anything, you know, <laughs> that was going on during that time. So, you know, but my five foot eight, eight inch mother was really the boss of all of us. You know, it didn't matter how big or strong we were, mom was the was the, was the key, the linchpin to our family. So when I graduated from college, moved home to find a job. I was the first person in my family to find, uh, to actually graduate from college. Fortunately, I found that first job in the corporate headquarters of Wendy's International, the hamburger chain in their marketing department. But unfortunately, I ended up living with my parents for the next three and a half years as I helped my mom care for my father and my grandmother who were both dying of different forms of cancer. You mentioned my diverse professional career, and so I'll, I'll just give you that real quick. Um, was a marketing executive with Wendy's, then was a hospital administrator, was a customer service manager, 
And then I became a police officer and I did undercover narcotic work and I was a SWAT team hostage negotiator. Then I became a school security consultant, a girls high school basketball coach, a motivational speaker. Last year I became an author, but for the last nine years or so I've been a cancer warrior. And then finally my wife and I have been married for 28 years and our only child, a daughter, is a graduate of the United States Air Force Academy and is a lieutenant in the new branch of the military, the Space Force. Awesome, awesome. See, like I said, I knew you had an interesting story, and your and like and your bio didn't do it any justice. But man, that's that's awesome, man. I'm, I, I can't, I can't imagine, like having a daughter being part of the space force, man. That's something that you could really be proud of, and and to see your to see your child advance more than you have, because that's a that's a major major accomplishment. That's something. Parents go can brag to all that. Yes, yes, yes. My child is part of the space force, but but no, man. That's awesome, man. That is amazing, brother. Yeah, we're very very fortunate, very proud of her. I mean, this you know she was diagnosed with dyslexia and an anxiety and an attention disorder in in middle school, and you know worked very hard to overcome that. And you know, I'll tell you as a parent where. You know, I, I remember the warm May afternoon where she got her diploma, walked across the stage and shook hands with the president of the United States. You know, you, you kind of like doesn't get much better than that. Yeah, that, that is cool, man. That is really cool. But you also you also have had some battles, man. You have a, a rare form of cancer. I do. I have a I have a rare form of melanoma, you know, and, and most of us think of melanoma as, you know, a skin disease. We were, we were out in the sun too much, but I have a rare form that appears either on the palms of your hands or the bottom of your feet. Mine appeared on the bottom of my foot back in 2012. I had a couple surgeries to remove the tumor and all the lymph nodes in my groin. And then when I healed, I was put on a weekly injection of a drug called interferon. And interferon for me was just a, a nasty, debilitating drug that gave me severe flu-like symptoms for two to three days every week after each injection. And I took those weekly injections for almost five years. So imagine having the flu every week for five years. And that was just to keep the disease from coming back. That was not a cure by any means. The disease did come back in 2017. 2018, had my left foot amputated. 2019, it came back, two more surgeries. And then last year, an undiagnosed tumor in my ankle grew large enough that it fractured my tibia, my shin bone. And my only recourse right in the middle of this global pandemic was to have my left leg amputated above the knee uh, last April. And I also found out I have tumors in my lungs. So I'm undergoing treatment for that right now. So yeah, it's been a nine-year odyssey with with cancer, but I'm still plugging along and I'm still doing the best I can. That that's that's amazing, brother man, and I'm glad I, I'm here to share your story because because you still seem like you you still have this, and you wouldn't like when someone speaks to you and looks at you, they couldn't tell that you you you're suffering from all this, and because you still have this presence, this energy, this 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 like i'm still here i'm still going like you have some great energy it's you're not letting this be defeat you you're not letting this bring this bring you down whatsoever no you know I, the way i look at it is we're all going to experience pain in our lives and and it doesn't have to be 
you know, a chronic illness or a terminal illness like mine, it could be, you know, you flunk a test at school or you break up with your boyfriend or your girlfriend or somebody at work gets the assignment that you wanted, whatever it is, we're all going to experience pain. Pain is inevitable. Suffering, on the other hand, is optional. And, it, and it's optional because it's what you do with that pain. Do you, do you take it and use it to make you stronger, to make you tougher, to make you more determined? Or do you sit down there and wallow in it, you know, and, and hang out in the muck and the gunk and the garbage and feel sorry for yourself and want people to feel sorry for you? I just choose not to be that person who, you know, feels sorry for themselves or who wants other people to feel sorry for them. And, and But don't get me wrong. I mean, there's, there's no S on my chest and I don't wear a cape by any means. You know, there are, I have bad days. There are days when I cry. There are days that I do feel down and, and, and things like that. But I just don't let myself stay there. And, and that's the choice. That's a choice we all can make. And it's not like, well, the, you know, life sucks. This happened to me. In a lot of ways, when bad things happen, I remember with our daughter, it was like when bad things happen, my response a lot of times was good because maybe you're going to learn something now. Maybe, you know, maybe you can take that garbage, that bad thing that happened to you, and you can turn it around, you can learn from it, and you can make something useful out of it. So, you know, don't always look as, at negative things that happen in your life as, you know, woe is me. Look at them as, hey, what can I learn from this and how can I turn it around and use it to make something positive in my life? Yeah. And, and I feel you because um, at, at the age of 31, I was widowed. Uh, the following year after that, I reconnected from my, with my father. I went to visit him on Father's Day weekend. I saw him that Friday, that Saturday morning, he passed away. Uh, 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 probably a year or so later, I lost an uncle and a brother really close to me. And then probably a year after that, I had a brother pass away from over um, from overdosing. And, and, and it was a real rough time for me. It was a lot of struggle. I was very angry and, and, and was lost. And I, and I was, and I, and I wallowed in my pain. I didn't, but I didn't reflect it on anyone else. It was just me. I was just self-destructive towards myself. And and how did you come out of that? What what did you do to get yourself out of that? Oh man, I I just I just knew it wasn't right. I just knew that they wouldn't want me to 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 do the things that I was that I was doing, and and I wasn't making them proud. I wasn't and. And and I, and I was and I just realized, listen, it's life. These are things that happen. That's just you grow from them. You you, you they they're, they're no longer here, but they're always gonna be with me. I understand that. And and then I found someone else who. She she inspired me to be a better person. So I was I was able to find love again and, and find someone who inspired me, to 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 seek the help that I needed and and become the man that she knew I could become. So it, it was a lot of things. I'm, 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 I thank God that I've, I've been able to, to, to get out of the, the hole I was in and, and the, the darkness I was in. And, and I'm able now to share the story and, and have other people come in and share their story with, with my, with my listeners. And it's, it's just, this is, this is what I feel I'm meant to do. And again, just so just having you on to share your story is just for me it, it's important yeah i, I and i I'll, I'll say this publicly it, it's 
it's good people like you that that give people like me an opportunity to you know to kind of put goodness out there to kind of put positivity out there love peace things like that and hopefully between the two of us our conversation today is going to make an impact on, on some member of your audience or, or members of your audience i mean even if it's one person it's a good day for us you know we, we made a difference in somebody's life today so thank you for allowing me to be here and and, and share this with you Again, like I said, this is this is for me. It's great being able to talk to people and have them share the story, their story. Because, and and it's all I, I've I've have all different types of people, and and everyone has a story to share. And and sometimes you might not relate with them. Sometimes it'd be someone else relating with them. But just the fact, like you said, if we could just reach one person, I feel like I've done my job. Yeah, it's a good feeling. And, and, and you'll, you'll never know that. I, I, I had a, a story recently that, that I'd like to share with you. I had a nurse who originally when I, I am on a clinical trial drug uh, that where I'm at the hospital for a week undergoing this therapy and then I have a couple of weeks off. And the first time I was in therapy, this, this nurse was in training and took care of me. <clears throat> and several months later, she was she finished her training and was solely taking care of me. And she came in one day and she said, Terry, I want, I want to tell you a story, but I'm really uncomfortable with that, with telling you this. And I'm like, okay, well, well just tell me. And she got real nervous and kind of left. She's like, I'll tell you later and, and left. And then came back and she said, you know, when I first met you, I was going to get out of nursing. And, you know, I, I, I spent all this money on my degree and, and my nursing certificate. And I had had a friend die and I was in a very dark place. And I talked to my parents and I was going to get out of nursing excuse me. And I was going to go to work for Amazon, but then I met you and I saw what you go through and I saw how you live your life. And I knew that I was in the right place that I wasn't going to get out of nursing. Now, if she would have never told me that story, if she would have never shared that with me, I would have had no idea that my life had a positive impact on her. And I think it's important for all of us to remember that there are, there are those people out there who, you know, they look at you wise or they look at me and they say, you know, I want to be like him or, or, or you know, I, I'm watching him because I might want to emulate some of the things that he does and things like that. And we never know who those people are. We never meet them. They never share their story with us. And it's just something there's a John Wooden was a basketball coach at UCLA when, when I was growing up. And, and he had a great saying, and it was this. It was like, a careful person I want to be, a little person follows me. I dare not go astray for fear they may go the same way. And, and I, I love that, that quote, that saying. I, I'm not telling, you know, I don't think Wooden's telling you that, you know, you, you've got to live somebody else's life. I don't think you do. I think you have to be true to yourself. But at the same time, there are those people out there that probably watched how you handled the loss of your wife and the loss of your father and the loss of, of, of your family members. And we're like, you know, he handled that, you know, and when I'm in that situation, I'll remember how wise handled that. And I'm going to handle it just as well as he did. So there are things that we don't realize in, in our lives. There are people that we touch that we don't even know. Yeah. No, I, I, it's been, I've had friends reach out to me and tell me, Hey, listen, I enjoyed this episode it inspired me to do something. And when it's a personal friend of mine to that I've known for years, come out and reach out to me and say, and tell me those things that 
even more like makes me want to go harder because now I know people are listening, people are supporting. And when I had, when all of a sudden I open an email and I have people requesting to be on the show that, cause I usually go out and, and find my guests. But when I have people come send me an email and request to be on the show, that's even more motiv- motivating and inspiring. Cause that means they're listening and they thought I was a good fit for them. So I, I'm, I'm blessed. I'm having, I'm having a great time. I'm learning. I'm growing. This is in a way it's also good for me. It inspires me when I speak to people like you. I learn, learn more and grow more when I speak to people like you and to, and to all, all my other guests, I've learned something from them. And I, and that's something I'm glad that I'm able to share with everyone else. I hope they, they learn as much as I'm learning and, and that's all I can ask for. Yeah, it, you know, I I've, I look back on this trial that I'm on, and 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 certainly from a selfish point of view, I hope it helps me. But from a bigger point of view, th- this is this is bigger than me because maybe the doctors can glean information from my blood work and things like that that can help them develop a drug that will help somebody that that maybe won't die or maybe can prolong their life. And I, I, I think back on my athletic career, you know, I started playing basketball when I was like nine years old and played up through, you know, my, my senior year in college. And, and the, the thing about that was, was one of the things I learned is you're part of a team, you know, and, and especially if you're playing team sports, you know, you're obviously you're part of a team, but you realize that if you don't do your job, not only are you letting yourself down, but you're letting your teammates down and your coaches down and your fans down and things like that. And if you think about it, the biggest team game that all of us play is the game of life. And, and it, you know, we all talk about, you know, what's in it for me. But if you realize how interconnected we all are, and it doesn't matter what our sex is or our race is or our religion is or anything, we are all connected with each other. And I think that's one thing one big thing that I learned out of playing team sports is that I don't want to let other people down because that's just a domino effect. I let you down and then you might let somebody down and and it just, it, it dominoes from there. So being part of realizing that you are part of something that's bigger than you, it for me is, it's very gratifying. You know, this drug may not save my life, but maybe after I'm gone five or 10 years, what they gleaned from my blood work or, or whatever they're looking at, they can develop a drug that will help somebody else. And, and I will have had a small part in that success. And, and that makes me feel good to know that, yeah, maybe this cancer took my life. I, I always think back to that, that Jim Valvano, uh, 1993, when Valvano basketball coach, North Carolina State, won the ESPY award for courage <clears throat> and he got up there and, and I didn't understand his speech then, he, you know, he said, basically cancer can take all my faculties, but cancer can't touch my heart. It can't touch my mind and it can't touch my soul. And I didn't understand that in 1993 because I didn't have cancer, but I understand that now, you know, having lost a foot and then having lost a leg, I am so much bigger than the sum of my parts. You know, you can cut off everything you want but cancer still can't touch my heart. It can't touch my soul. It can't touch my mind. And that's who I am. That This is just 
a vessel to, to house that stuff for now. So, I, you know, don't get too excited about, you know, yeah, I got this illness, I got, that's not who you are. That's not who you are. Who you are is your mind, you know, your heart and your soul. And don't, and, and don't forget that because we have a tendency to, especially when we're in pain, you know, it's like, oh, this is, a, no, that's not who you are. This is who you are. This is just your, excuse me, your body right now. I know. I, I completely understand what you're saying. I, I feel, and that's why this conversation had to happen. So you can share your story and, 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 and people can realize that, listen, even with what you're going through, you're still battling and you're still spreading positive messages. You're still out there preaching positivity. I, that, like I said, I can't tell you how big that is. That is you're, you're, you're paint, you're, you're doing a big part with what you're doing right now with being able to go out and, and tell your story and be another podcast and tell your story, man, you're doing what you're supposed to do. And that's to show people that no matter what they're going through, you can still maintain positive and, and live your life. Yeah, there, there's nothing, you, you know, my life certainly has changed. I, I mean, there's, there's no doubt about that, but you're right. I, I am able to live my life, not just exist. And, and when I was on the interferon, you know, with the, the drug that I told you about earlier, I kind of felt like that. I was just, I, I was used to say, you know, I'm not really living. I'm just not dying. You know, and I, I think back to the, the old Shawshank uh, movie, you know, where they talk about, you know, get busy living or get, get, get busy dying. That's, that's so true. I, I mean, you know, we, our minds, our brains like comfort, you know, this is a comfort zone. We're in comfort. Things are good. You're not making any sudden moves. You're not going to look for a new job. You're not going skydiving. You're not to, you know, the brain to the brain, the, the common, the ordinary, the way things are right now are good. When you start messing that up, when you start saying, you know what, I want to go to school or I want to change jobs, you know, or I want to go down this relationship with, with somebody your brain starts kicking in and tells you all the reasons that that would not be a good idea. And that's one of the things that I learned early on. I had three knee surgeries when I was in high school. And I remember, you know, my brain, when I went back playing, my brain was like, oh, you know, you're probably a step slower and coaches aren't going to want to recruit you, you know, because you had all these knee surgeries and stuff like that. And I learned that you've got to flip that switch. Your mind can hold one thought at a time. Why would you make that a negative thought? So be cognizant of what's going in, what garbage is in there. And when it's in there, flip that switch. Say, you know, no, I'm still playing at an elite level and coaches are still contacting me about coming to play for their schools. So don't, don't let your brain put all that garbage in there. Because if you think about it, your brain knows your fears, it knows your vulnerabilities, and it knows your weaknesses. And it will use those against you anytime you want to step out of anything that's not the status quo. So, but the problem is the only way you're going to grow, the only way you're going to get better is to do that, to step outside that status quo, to do things that scare you. I always tell young people when I talk to them, if you have a passion, if there's something in your heart that, that you want to do, that's saying, you know, go ahead and do this, but it scares you, do it. Because at the end of your life, the things that you're going to regret are not going to be the things you did they're going to be the things that you didn't do. And by that time, it's going to be too late to go back and do them. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You're absolutely right. And, and that's something, that's what I've learned from starting my podcast was I had been holding myself back. 
I was I was the reason why I went I, I hadn't released my podcast as soon as I, I wanted to. I had been wanting to record since 2019. I had bought me a little mini studio and I was going to record. And I made up every excuse in the book not to record. Oh, I sound horrible. Who would want to listen to me? Oh, man, no, I'm just going to be wasting my time. And then 2020 hit, pandemic hit. I was home. I was furloughed from work for a few months. I was home doing nothing. I had a, a, a studio, a little recording, like I said, a little, little recording studio. And I just decided to press record. And, and that's how I took off. I recorded five minutes. Next time I recorded was seven minutes after that. And it just kept going up and up to the point where I was sometimes recording hour shows. And that was just me getting comfortable. And, and now here I am a year later. I'm about to release my 100 episode, and it's it's been a great ride. I've learned so much. I've grown so much. I've added so many different titles, so many different skills. That in a one in a year span, I've I've grown so much. But that's because I've it's because I decide, like you said, decide to step out of your comfort zone and decide to accept what's coming for you. And not be afraid to see to really step out and, and do it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if you think about it, everything that any of us needs to be successful in life is already inside us. We just have to find it and we have to pull it out and use it. It's there. It's not like we got to go, you know, somebody's got, I mean, certainly we can learn and we can add to that, but everything we need in life to be successful is already inside us. And, and the limits of our lives are not limits that are set by other people. They're the limits that are set by us. You know, I'm, I don't know if I should do that. If I do that, you know, I might fail. Or if I do that, somebody might laugh at me or, or you know, I might be embarrassed, what, whatever it is. I mean, I remember when I, was, when I was 13 years old, I was six foot five. I had a size 14 shoe, real skinny foot, and my ears looked like Dumbo. My head had not caught up with my ears. And I got teased mercilessly because of that. But, but I just put my effort into being a better basketball player. That was my passion at that time. And, you know, and I, I look at and I understand young kids want to be part of, um, you know, the group. They want to be included. They don't want to be excluded and stuff like that. But, you know, I, and I, I, this isn't something that I came up with, but I, but I heard this years ago. If, if I didn't know you, I could tell a lot about you by the five people that you hang around with. Just show me who the five people you are that you surround yourself with, and I can tell you about you, having never met you. Because why would you surround yourself with people that are negative? Why would you have anything to do with people that didn't do anything but build you up and make you realize that, yeah, you can do this? Why is you can go out there, you can do this recording, doesn't matter how scared you are. I, I mean, I remember my first podcast, too. I scared to death. I mean, I was almost throwing up. I was like, oh my God, I can't, you know, I can't do it. I, I, I can't do this. I mean, I've probably done 130 podcasts, been a guest on 130 podcasts now. And each time you get better. And I remember I wrote a book last year. I was talking to my publisher and we were talking about podcasts. And I said, you know, I always listen to my podcast afterwards because I want to, I, I want to get better. I want to, you know, I shouldn't have said that, or I want to say this in a different way. And he said, no, you're missing the point. He said, anymore today, it's not about being good. It's just about not sucking. 
And I'm like, you know, we, we sort of joked about that. Like that'd be a title, a great title for the next book. You know, don't, you know, don't suck or something like that. But if you think about it, you know, I, I mean, really it's, I know. I said, no, I don't want to just not suck. I want to be good because everything I need to be successful is already inside of me. And that's, and for me, I just, I decided, yeah, I want to, I've, I'm taking courses here and those are things for me to improve and grow. I invested in a quality mic. I invested in a quality, a quality, the Holy grail for podcasters and the roadcaster pro. And that's because I found that this is what I wanted to do. And I felt that I wanted to give my listeners the best quality that I can give them. Being that I'm coming from my home studio, I wanted them to be able to hear me. And and, and I felt that, hey, these people are investing their time listening to me. Then I need to invest in myself and give them better quality. And I've, like I said, I've grown so much. If you go from my first few episodes to where I'm at now, it's a big difference. The confidence is different. The way I'm speaking, being able to, to, I'm not stuttering as much as I was before. You realize these things. These are things you, but that's because I'm doing it more. I'm, I'm repeating it more again. Practice, practice, practice. Every, everything comes with practice. And this is practice. This is me growing and, and developing. And, and I'm just having a great time while, while I'm doing it. Yeah, you said as soon as you said about practice, I'm reminded of that Kobe Bryant story where he he had a, a last second shot in the game, and somebody hit him on the elbow, and he missed the shot, and they lost the game. And then after the game, he grabbed one of the managers, went into their practice gym, and put up like ten thousand shots. And every shot he made, the manager hit him in the arm, hit him in the arm, hit him in the arm, because he wasn't going to do that again. You know, I. I yeah, something happened. I wasn't successful. What can I do to improve that? I'm going to practice more, just like you said. And that's how it's how people ask, oh, when they're like, oh, any advice when you, yeah, just press record and just keep going. It's, it's got to be consistent and keep recording. You might not, like at first, I sucked. I'm not, I'm not going to think I'm, I was the greatest coming out the back. And I've grown and I've developed and I've improved. But again, it's practice is me putting in the effort to grow and me being consistent and me recording constantly and, and being, and being able to, to adapt and grow. And again, I'm taking courses. I'm taking a a voiceover course now because I want to do, maybe I might do some voiceover work. Who knows? That's great. I hope that works out for you. I, I, I mean, I, I love people who have great, very distinctive voices, and you certainly have one. And I, I, I might as well use it to my advantage. I might as well go and, 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 and make some money off. Who knows? Who knows where it might lead to? It's just opportunities. It's just me putting myself out there, me, me stepping, stepping out of my comfort zone and doing something that I didn't think I would do. But if it's out there, why not? Yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, people ask me, you know, you wrote a book. How did you write a book? And I'm like, there was no magic about it. I I, I gave myself two rules. Number one, I'm going to write at least one page every single day except Sunday. I took Sunday off. And number two, I'm not going to edit anything until I have the first draft of the book done. 
and and I'll be honest with you, you know, and I'm sure you did this when you started off with your pocket. There were days when I sat down and wrote absolute garbage that I was like, this will never make it into a book. There's absolutely no way that, you know, this will ever get published. But then the, the next day I wrote something good, you know, and then so, oh, OK, that, now I'm going to the next. Oh, I wrote something a little better. And, and it just kind of got better as you practiced and as you did it. So there was no great secret of how I wrote a book. It was just. Those are my two rules, and I followed those rules every single day. And at the end of, well, it took me about three months. At the end of three months, I had a book. Oh no, yeah, and that's great because my nephew, he's he's self published, and he's but he he took it off the shelf, and he's about to release another book. And he's like, "Yo, you should write a book." I said, uh, "What I don't, what do I know about writing a book?" He says, "Listen, you've." You got con- you have content. He says, listen to your podcast. Listen to what you have on your show. Listen to the content and the notes and tip. He says, yo, you have content to write a book. So I went out and I and I got me uh some some publishing num- ID numbers and and some barcodes and I got me ten of them and who knows? Um, eventually I might write go through my uh, podcast and pick up some notes and tip and and release a book. It's it's these are just uh, these are just opportun- opportunities that are appearing appearing and and me taking advantage of them me stepping out of my zone and doing something that I've never done before. Why not? Again, why not? People ask you why? What are you? Why are you doing it? Why am I not doing it? Exactly. <laughs> you know, I, I you know you you come to the end of your life, you're going to be like I had a full life. I, you know, I found things that presented themselves in my path. And, you know, I was the same way with you with the book. I was like, you know, people were like, you should write a book. You should write a book. You should write a book. And, and I, I, I have a, a very deep faith in God. And, you know, there's, there's that old joke that says, you know, when we talk to God, it's called prayer. When God talks to us, it's called schizophrenia. So <laughs> I don't want your listeners to think that, you know, God ever spoke to me. But I think what God did was put people in my path that said, hey, Terry, you should write a book. Hey, Terry, you should write a book. Hey, and I think I'm smart enough to kind of perk up and say, hmm, I wonder where this is coming from, you know, and, and, and to kind of go down that road. It was the same thing with my blog. You know, people were like, you should start a blog. And, and I was like, I can barely turn my cell phone on in the morning. What do you mean start a blog? You know, and it was like, but enough people started to say it that I kind of perked up and thought, well, Maybe I'll give it a try. You know, and my, my initial blog was four pages long. It took me four months, you know, cause I didn't understand it. I, you know, I would do something I'm like, I don't understand what that means. I got to go research it. And then, Oh, okay. Come back. I'm sure my daughter probably could have done those four pages in, you know, like 15 minutes, but <laughs> it took me four months, but there was no time frame on it. You know, nobody said you had to get a blog up in X amount of time. So did I learn a lot? Absolutely. And now I have a daily blog, you know, where I put up a motivational message every day and stuff like that. So, yeah, don't limit yourself just because, like, I don't have the expertise or I don't have the tools or anything. Again, everything you need to be successful already inside you. Just got to find it and pull it out. This is a green screen. I, I've just started to learn how to. But that's me wanting to grow and, and wanting to change the background and and. Me wanting to improve, me wanting to grow. This I've been starting to use this now. Like my podcast right now is audio. I just launched my TV version of a of the of the podcast on um on the on this network, and it launched yesterday. Was the first episode, 
and it's it's been great. It's just like I said, it's been me wanting to grow and develop and step out of my comfort zone. Who knew I was gonna do TV? This is just again, it started with a podcast. Yeah, I mean, what's what's that old saying? You know, the, the journey of a thousand miles starts with a first step, and, and that's 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 what you did. That's what I've done. You 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 took that first step. And it may not have been, you know, a secure first step. It may have been wobbly and, you know, you were unsure of yourself, but then you took a second and then you took a third and and now you're where you are and, and you're branching out in your different, you know, media avenues. And and that's, you're growing as a person, you know, you're, you're in that get busy living. That's, that's what you're in right now. Yeah. I, it, it's, I, I, I've never, I would have never thought I was going to try. I'm, I'm not going to try. I am starting a media empire and, I wouldn't have thought of that. I wouldn't have, that wouldn't I wouldn't have fathomed that a couple of years ago. But once I started surrounding myself around certain people and seeing that, hey, I can do certain things. Why can't why can't and I, I launched a radio station. We just launched the internet radio station. And it started with me telling my nephew, I said, yo, I want to start an internet radio station. And all it took him was to go, all right, let's do it. We we and it, it took us a, a year, but we we got the we got all the stuff we wanted, and we're still learning and growing. But we have the internet station up, and and we're we're excited. We have a we are, we're really proud of what we're we're doing and and with what we want to do with the station. So it's it's like you said, it's just been. There's like so many different paths and these and just but when you really walk in faith and walk you you really see these opportunities they they really do appear and and you're like oh hold on let me let me go that way let me see this and you and you're, it's amazing and I'm not and I I'm not I'm not gonna say I, I do not go to church I don't but I do I do believe in God and and I and I do believe in His words and. And when and when you walk in faith, like I said, being able to step out of your comfort zone and 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 do what, you're like, hey, listen, you know what? Maybe this is, I'm uncomfortable, but it feels good. Let me let me step this way, and and you see, and and it's just so refreshing and so enlightening and and just a great experience. Yeah, you're right. It, it, it really is. And, 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 and that's, I think, unfortunately, for a lot of people, it's the exception. You know, people are scared. They, they want to hold back. They want to, you know, and people ask me, you know, when, when I found out I had my leg was going to be amputated, I had these tumors in my lungs. I went with my wife to the, to the funeral home and to the cemetery and to the church. And I planned my home, my whole funeral. And people were like, you know, that's, that's kind of defeatist. And I'm like, really? Like last time I checked, we're all going to die. I don't think anybody's working on a cure for life right now, you know, in, in any way. So I, I, I was like, why is that defeatist? You know, I, I, I'm not saying I want to die. I'm not saying that, you know, uh, I, I'll fight as hard as I can to make sure that I'm that I stay around as long as I can. But I always tell people, you know, when I die, way above my pay grade. 
you know, way above my pay grade. I have no, no say in that. You know, I, I think the big guys determine that. And when it happens, it happens. And it's all it's going to happen to all of us. And and the things that that I find interesting are that I, I, I've, as a policeman, I saw a lot of people die. Also, as uh, being involved in cancer for all these years, I've met a lot of people who, unfortunately, some of them have passed as well. And and I'm going to make a huge generalization here. But the people who I think you and I would say die what we would call peaceful deaths are the people who found their purpose in life and lived it. And yet the people who, you know, go kicking and screaming, you know, who want another day or another month or another year, those are the people that never did anything with their lives. They, they never found the reason that they were put on this earth and lived that. They just kind of went through the motions. And I, I'm not, like I said, I'm not, I don't want to die. I'm not looking forward to, you know, to, to that coming in the next few days, I hope. But when I do die, there, there's a Native American Blackfoot proverb that goes like this, says, when you were born, you cried and the world rejoiced. Live your life in such a way so that when you die, the world cries and you rejoice. That's what I want. You know, I want to I, I want to say I lived a full life. I found my purpose. I went out there and I lived that purpose. And now it's time to go. And that's okay. It's okay to die because for me, as somebody of faith, I believe there's something on the other side of this. And in a way, I'm kind of excited to see what that something is. I, you know, maybe I'm nuts, but I'll be nuts because I think God's out there saying, you know what, Terry, someday you're going to come home. And when that happens, it's going to be good. And I, and I hope that's the case. Just keep living the life you live right now. It, when it's your time, it's your time. But right now, just keep doing what you're doing, brother. Just keep doing what you're doing because you, you're sharing a great message and you're, you're being very inspirational. Just enjoy life and keep doing Just show people that, hey, listen, this is not going to defeat me. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. That's it. And, and and I appreciate your story, brother, man. This has been great. This has been helpful. This has been amazing. I love it. And I just want now it's time for you to let people know where uh, where they can check out your blog, um, where else they can they can send you a if they want to send you a message, just just let them know. Sure. So my blog is called Motivational Check. So if you if you want to, you can get access to my book there. You can get access to my social media accounts. You can leave me a message there. So motivationalcheck.com will will get you to me. And you know, like I said, and my media sites and my and my book. All right. Thank you, Terry. This has been great, brother. Thank you, Wise. It's time for shout outs. All right. Now, big shout out to the Real Wise family. Uh, Poppy J, Brandy J, love you guys. Big shout out to the homie Chrissy Richards from Cypher Knowledge. Big shout out to the boss lady, Fina. I love you, baby. And as always, a big, big shout out to all the essential workers out there. God bless y'all. Be safe. And you know how your boy Wise does it. Peace out. Thanks for listening. Listen on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, and TuneIn. Find us on social media on Twitter at Wise underscore B underscore Blunt. Instagram at Wise underscore B underscore Blunt. And a Facebook fan page, www.facebook slash Stuck In My Mind. Check back soon for new episodes. Until next time, peace out. Peace out.